Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, world of the internet, and welcome to the must-see wrestling podcast in all of the world. That's not what he says. I can't remember what the Miz's shtick is. Thank you very much for joining me again. Absolutely terrified the stream is going to die, given that's been the way the last few days. Whatever, we'll do the best we can. I've tinkered around with my setup a little bit, so we will see what is going to happen. But I hope you've all had good 24 hours. Obviously, we did the Rumble show yesterday, and we're back today to talk about Monday Night Raw and a few other happenings that have been going on in the wrestling world. And if you are brand new to my channel, thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate it. Why not hit subscribe so that you can uh, always know when I'm going live and what videos I'm going to do in. It's like a bag of rebels, my channel. We just do all the crazy stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at Simon316. Follow me on Instagram as well. Trying to grow my Instagram following. Not very good with it. Not really a picture kind of a guy, but I'm working on it. Keep up to date with my wrestling journey on all my social media too. Uh, like the video, share the video, subscribe as I said. i got a Patreon. That's how I'm able to do this stuff. If my Patreon ever died, this show would end. Uh, even if you could throw a dollar in there, I'd appreciate it. Patreon.com forward slash Miller316. And look, if you want to get involved in the show, you want to get involved with the podcast, you can use a super chat because I will 100% sue them. I will grab whatever comments I can too, of course. Want to keep that engagement high. But yeah, if you definitely want to say something, you can do that using the super chat. And of course, money from that goes back into the podcast. It's like a little big pot where I can do my personal projects. And shout out to pinsandknuckles.com for supporting Simon Miller's pro wrestling show. I tell you, man, I don't care. I'm in one of those moods where... Sometimes you have an opinion, and especially in wrestling with the crazy, you know, the crazy wrestling fans, where sometimes I kind of tiptoe around it because I'm a little bit like, man, I don't want to, you know, maybe I'm not particularly in the mood for that kind of, well, there's just a lot of backlash sometimes. But I have enjoyed WWE so much in the last 24 hours, I don't even care. I think the Raw Rumble was great. I think Raw, I don't think it was like a great Raw, uh, but I think the go-home angle was so excellent and so surreal and... Not, I don't mean attitude era in the sense of what some people mean, but I just mean a crowd buying in to what the story was telling and buying into the hero and buying into the villain and all of these things. That When it was all said and done, I was like, yeah, fantastic. Again, a lot of weird stuff on there. A lot of weird stuff on there. But sometimes you can have one story. Well, two stories, actually, because I like the Drew McIntyre stuff as well. But you can, Well, a few stories. There's, there's other stuff in there, too. You can have a few stories that just... just, it just the, the one thing I don't get... We'll use Charlotte Flair as the example. Everyone gets so mad that Charlotte Flair won the Rumble. And I can understand why, because you want to see other people getting pushed. But they don't let the story play out. And there's no way that you're going to enjoy every single story that WWE puts out there. It's not realistic. But as long as you can understand where they're going, where they're coming from, and the ins and outs, the left and right, that's all fine. So, you know, it's... Anyway, that's that, that's just my point. Let's just talk about Randy Orton and Edge. That's what everyone's talking about. Shout out to Panther King in the super chat. Appreciate that, Panther King. Thank you very much. Hand on the heart for you. I still can't believe that Edge is back. I know it's... Well, it's even more surreal than anybody else returning. Like, poor MVP. He must be like, why did I choose this moment to come back to the company? Because it pales in comparison simply because he was never meant to come back, right? That's what he said in his promo. He said in his promo, this was never meant to happen. And it has. And how he's done it, I don't know. I think we're all going to be a little bit worried. You know, he took an RKO on his head. You're like, oh, it's on his head. 
But he will know this. WWE would never have signed off on it if somebody was going to get paralyzed in the ring. It's not worth it at all. So it is. It's a crazy situation. It's one of those situations that somehow only manifests itself in wrestling. Like, I'm sure there are examples, but it's rare you get a football player or any kind of sportsman that has to retire through injury and then they come back. But obviously, given the nature of what pro wrestling is, the opportunity is there to do so. So I love it. And he comes out here. He gets another phenomenal reaction. You can see in his face that he's absolutely taken aback by this as he was last night at the pay-per-view or two nights ago at the pay-per-view. And they just let him talk. There's no scripted promo. It's just Edge or Adam Copeland, if you want to you know, pull the curtain back, just talking and telling us about what he's been doing and telling us how much he wanted to get back and telling us about a second neck surgery, just letting you into his life. And that's how you build a good baby face. Or a, I mean, it works because it's reality and you know where he's coming from and you understand how much, well, just how great this is for him. But then, you know, just letting somebody talk and let you in like that. You go, yes, man, I want you to do well. I want you to do well. I want you to kick ass. And really, there's an irony to it because Edge was at his best back in the day when he was a heel. I much preferred Edge as a bad guy as, as opposed to a as opposed to a good guy. But now he has all this, this baggage and experience and these stories. It's just awesome. And then Randy Orton comes out and clearly, before they got to the angle part, clearly they're like, look, Randy, just go and say whatever you want. And he thanks Edge for basing him pulling out of that, uh, we'll call it a slump. If you remember the Randy Orton slump when he was coming of age, you'll know what I'm talking about. And then the tease happens, right? The tease. We're going to get rated RKO back together. And everyone thinks that's a great idea because we love that tag team and it's nostalgia and it's not Attitude Era stuff, but it's a fallout from that because obviously Edge was a major part of all of it. And then that Mother Hubbard RKO's his ass. It's just, I mean, Randy Orton is better as a heel. I don't know if we were just treading water with all the Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles stuff. I don't even care. It's one of those occasions where, okay, we did a 180. Who gives a shit? And it's just the crowd The crowd is so mad because they want Edge to have his moment and Randy Orton's now stealing it away. And then he concertos him too, as my man, uh, where someone's done a super chat. My man Brandon Carvalho in the super chat says, brutal ass concerto. Also, really hope Joe isn't injured. Yeah, we'll talk about Samoa Joe later. Also, shout out to my man, Sean Gearhorn, who joined the channel. Very kind. Again, you can join the channel down below. There's a join button. I think it's five bucks a month. Basically, it gives you access to my Q&As. We do five bucks on Q&As on Patreon. You can access them too. I'll just throw a link in the feed. And shout out to my man, Daz4785, for just putting some money in the super chat. Appreciate it. Again, all money in super chat. Go Goes into funding all my personal projects. But yet, he hits him with a concerto, which is like, you know, poetic to say the least, given that that's what Christian and Edge used to do. And then he just leaves. And he leaves Edge there. Edge sold it like his neck was all, all you know, all, all screwed up. It was great. It was great. It was awesome storytelling. It was simple. Randy Orton doesn't even need a, a reason to, well, he will explain his term, but it's obvious, right? Like, I can't stand it when you watch a movie and it's quite obvious what they're trying to tell, but then they have to double down on it and show you a poster or have a character outright say it. Of course, we know why Randy Orton did that. Edge threw him out the Royal Rumble. Edge cost him his chance at WrestleMania main event. And how dare Edge just walk back into the company when he's been gone for so long and, and screw him over like that, even though it was Randy Orton that caused that. But Randy Orton doesn't think that way. He's Randy Orton. Deep down, he's a bastard. You know, he's always been that. It's just, it's so good. And straight away, I want to see Randy Orton versus Edge. I want to see that match based on one angle. And I know we've still got a good couple of months, so how WWE is going to do that, I don't know. But does Edge need to be on TV for a month? I don't think so. I, I, I wouldn't have Edge on TV till end of February. It's early March when you have that WrestleMania build. Sell it. Sell it. Sell that the RKO really hurt Edge's neck. 
And, you, you know, you're playing with fire a little bit, but that's what you've got to do. That's what WWE and pro wrestling always does. And then, yeah, it's just, oh, man. Bracken Sprite in the Super Chat says, did you just say Mother Hubbard? I'm eating skips. You're damn right I said Mother Hubbard. Well, you can't say MF because YouTube gets really mad. So basically, I just stole what The Good Place did. I'm not going to pretend I came, I came up with Mother Hubbard. But, uh, well, I didn't come up with it. People have been using that for ages. But, yeah, like, you know, I loved it in The Good Place where they don't swear. So they say shib and flub. I thought, I'm going to start doing that. If YouTube is going to stop me doing it, I'll just make up my own swear words. Like, chuff. Um, yeah, I, I, it really it, it took me back to the good old days of wrestling. And we talk about this on Ups and Downs again. We'll be going live in around about an hour or so. Head on over with me about 2 o'clock to What Culture Wrestling and make sure you subscribe to them too. But I said it just reminded me of those days where everybody would watch wrestling and you'd go into your office or your place of work or wherever and you would want to talk about that angle. And people believed it, right? We all know. And the reason you can believe it is because based in reality. So WWE obviously had it handed to them on a silver platter a little bit. But who cares? You deal with what you've given. And oh, I just thought it was great. It was emotional. It was real. It was surreal. It was genuine. Oh, it's just the best. It was the best. And I love it when wrestling is this good. And I think WWE's had a great weekend. Like, we forgot about Worlds Collide. Not that it was a, a big deal pay-per-view, but it was still some hard-hitting work. I like the Raw Rumble from start to finish. And, yeah, we'll talk about all of Raw, which was a, a mixed bag. But I don't mind it being a mixed bag. It's like Rebels. I don't really like the orange ones, but I eat them. The coffee ones, actually. I like the coffee ones. Uh, Brandon Carvalho in Super Chat says, Do you think there's a chance of Edge and Christian teaming for one last match? Well, I was thinking this. I mean, Christian's issues were concussions-based, and he has never officially retired. So maybe there's some stuff going on behind the scenes there as well. I mean, I would pop so hard for that. I was always more of a Christian man than I was an Edge man. But we'll see, right? It's up to Christian. Maybe he doesn't want to come back. If he does, great. If he doesn't, whatever. But, you know, you do the Edge Orton program. Maybe Edge has a match with AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, and then, yeah, a year or so down the line, you do Christian Edge again. I mean, that's... Yeah, you, you, you'll get a good reaction from people. Edge, is, you know, Edge brings nostalgia too, and never forget the power of nostalgia. There's also all these speculations and reports going around that apparently this all started with Edge and AEW in talks. Imagine that, Edge and All Elite Wrestling, but ultimately he's decided to, to go back to WWE, which I can understand. Well, you know, if WWE had said that we're never going to clear, I think that was the thing. I'm speculating massively, of course, but I would imagine that Edge was like, I want to wrestle again, I've been cleared. And if WWE simply won't clear me with their doctors, I'll go to AEW because at least then I get to, you know, finish my career on my level. But you have to imagine deep down, given that it was stripped away from him in WWE, that's the place you would want to go back to. Just because, yeah, just, just for that whole mental thing. He could even go to AEW when he left WWE. I don't think he would, but I imagine he wants to you know, end his career there on, on his terms. So it's a lovely story. And then in terms of your wrestling narrative, it's a lovely wrestling narrative. Randy Orton's an asshole. Edge is the hero. We want to see Edge get his revenge. Two thumbs up. Flipping loved it. It was great. And we're all quick to, to crap all over Raw. So let's make sure we give it the annoying round of applause as well when they do well. My man, Lewis Cardone in the super chat. Good morning, Simon. Glad to catch your streams again. Good to have you, Lewis. Uh, the Raw Rumble was awesome and Raw had me in shock, but man, it hurts. Love to see Edge and Beth love you too. <laughs> Thank you. I love you as well. Uh, yeah, it was. that's the thing, man. You reacted to it. It got you. And it's so rare on, on Raw these days to have an angle that you actually buy into. It does happen every now and then. Take the Bunny Murphy thing from last week or two weeks ago. I really liked it as a story. But I didn't believe it. I didn't believe that Bunny Murphy had gone bad and joined Seth Rollins. I just thought, hey, it's a story they're telling. 
But I can so easily believe that Randy Orton would do this from what I know of the Randy Orton character over the years. I just, it's just, it put a smile on my face. I was happy and it was, it's good to, because I don't go on the internet until ups and downs is done because it's incredible how much that sort of reaction can sometimes affect your opinion. But it was awesome to see everybody saying the same thing, just saying, great, loved it, you know, good stuff, want to tune in. And now you want to see what's going to happen next week, right? That's all you need to do. All you need to do is plant the seed. Uh, talking to Buddy Murphy, you know, the Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens stuff and Samoa Joe and all that was good. It was fine. Uh, apparently, it turns out that Samoa Joe, as mentioned earlier, is actually injured. I'm only getting my information from the Wrestling Observer and they're still trying to find out the, uh, the ins and outs too. But yeah, it sounds like he did knock himself out and he didn't actually want to leave. But WWE are getting quite tough on concussions, which I agree with personally. I'd rather have a match ruined and someone be all right than vice versa. So yeah, that does suck. But with the concussions, it's weird. You can be out for a month. You can be out for a year. You don't know. It's a lottery. Hence the Christian stuff and the Daniel Bryan stuff that we've mentioned. But I still thought the match worked. I liked it. Uh, most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. Buddy Murphy, he utilized that. Don't really know where we go now. It was, I was kind of shocked that we did the tag match, the title match so soon. But hey, it could be. You know, It's fine. I'm enjoying it. I like it. And I enjoy the uh, the stuff with the big screen and whether or not the Viking um, the Viking Raiders, the AOP were live. I like it. It was so stupid. It was so dumb. It's like kids bickering. But yeah, so you know that 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 was good. I thought that was a good step forward. What we do now with Samoa Joe being back out, I don't know. But again, hopefully it's not too bad. I didn't really understand the MVP Rey Mysterio match. Apparently, Rey Mysterio may have sort of knocked himself a little bit silly during that too. I, I did think it seemed off is not the wrong word. Not as smooth, but I was just like, well, maybe that happens sometimes. I wasn't offended by it like others. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that MVP has come back at the same time as Edge. It just doesn't because Edge has a much more powerful story. But I just don't understand why you bring him back. He was out the rumble in a minute. He, was, he gets beaten by Rey Mysterio here. I just don't think that it, it just it just left me feeling flat. That's quite exciting to see. I mean, apparently MVP is not back for a long run. He's just there to help guys get over. So I guess if he doesn't care about losing, why should I? But it was the anticlimactic nature of it from a viewer's perspective. I'm not saying how dare WWE do it. I was just like, oh, okay. Maybe I shouldn't have got excited about this. So, But it was a short match, whatever. The Drew McIntyre stuff to kick off Raw I loved. There is a contingent of people who seem to think that Drew McIntyre isn't ready for the WrestleMania main event spot. But nobody is ready for the WrestleMania main event spot until they're put there. The idea now surely is that WWE has to get him ready for that spot and make you believe he deserves to he deserves to, to, to be put in it. So I don't understand that criticism at all. And look, what else could WWE have done, right? They're doubling down on it. Drew McIntyre comes out, he opens the show, which is a good... Uh, a, a good that's what I'm looking for. Uh... Pfft. Well, it's a good sign, I guess. Let's, let's not overcomplicate it. And then he beats two guys who are called the best tag team in the world. Now, <clears throat> it's difficult because I don't want to see Gallows and Anderson be used like that. I don't think it does anything for them. But you have to have sacrificial lambs if you're going to turn Drew McIntyre into this monster that people believe can beat Brock Lesnar. And him smashing both those guys in, what, two minutes with a Claymore kick and kind of pitting them both. It did its job. I think it's just an unfortunate situation where somebody had to do it and Gallows and Anderson pulled the short straw. And I love the fact that Brock Lesnar ran out from nowhere, unannounced, in street clothes, and, you know, whooped Drew McIntyre's ass. I'm happy for that to be the WrestleMania main event. I think it could be one of those situations that if you treat it right and you tell the right story, you've got a kind of Batista Triple H vibe. Because I remember way, was it 2004? Everyone was like, oh, that's not a proper main event. And they loved it because they bought into this Batista turn. They bought into this Batista, he's got to win the World Heavyweight Championship. 
I think we can do it. I love that Drew is finally getting, you know, his due. Drew gets his due. And look, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I have a big feeling that it is going to work because seeing what Drew McIntyre has done so far, I think that's the other reason. Much like the Edge thing, it's based in reality. Drew McIntyre got let go from the company. Drew McIntyre had to go on the indie scene. And now he's back and he's in the main event of WrestleMania. There's so much to it as well. First ever Brit to win the Royal Rumble. British Border didn't do it. Shawn Michaels screw him over. If he wins the WWE title, first Brit to do that. I know that doesn't mean a lot from... I mean, it doesn't mean a lot from a worldwide point of view, but there is still something to that. It still kind of underlines his ascent that he's had. So, yeah, nice and simple, good angle, building the heat, getting that Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre match out there now, even with two months to go, gives it loads of time to to escalate. Ah, again, it, it was good stuff. My man, Lamel KH2 in the Super Chat says, to be honest, The Fiend, uh, The Fiend Bray Wyatt, is more terrifying without the red light. Uh, and the custom title is terrible in practice. Oscar up. Yeah, that him coming out of that belt was not good. It looked like a kid designed it. I mean, I know it's cool and expensive and they put thought into it. I just, look, again, they tried and for my money, it didn't work. Just come out with the title. Just come out with the title. You shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff anyway. Um, I don't, I, I'm one of the few that didn't really care about the red light. Uh, I, I get that it's not very good if you're there live because it's hard to see. I liked it. I probably preferred it without. Well, I did prefer it without the red light, but I'm, I'm not really too hung up on it. Uh, but I guess you get to see more of his facial expressions and his, well, not his facial expressions, but more of his mannerisms in a, in a properly lit thing. So, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Uh, all over the shop in the super chat says, uh, hey, Simon, me and my man will be becoming patrons next month. Well, that's very, very kind. Thank you. Uh, would we be able to have a joint patron? Also, I'm rehabbing a torn ligament and a trapped nerve in my shoulder. You're a positive role model. Well, that's always very humbling to hear. More importantly, I'm sorry that you're dealing with that. I'm a trapped nerve in your shoulder is, is horrendous, especially a torn ligament. That's a lot of pain. I hope you get through that soon. I know all about that, especially the torn shoulder. But you will get there, and hopefully you'll learn a thing or two from it you know, throughout the way. And while you'd rather not have done it, at least there's some silver linings. Uh, and yeah, I think you can have a joint Patreon. I don't know how that would work. I guess just one of you sign up. And, um, you know, whatever reward you get for, just let me know and I can send two out. Not a problem whatsoever. Just when you join, message me on the Patreon. Everyone's be able to do that. And, yeah, we'll have a chat. We'll sort it out. No worries. Just appreciate the support. Like I've said a thousand times, use this as an opening. I can't do this. I can't do my videos. I can't do any of my personal stuff and struggle with wrestling too, uh, the actual wrestling I do, without my Patreon. So if you are a patron, I give you a salute. All the $1, the $5, the $10, the $20, whatever. It means the world to me, and you allow me to do what I do. So hands together, thank you very much. Same with the people in the Super Chats. I take that money each month, and I put it into a big personal account, and I put it back into all of this stuff to make sure I can keep doing it. So And stop doing other work, essentially, because I'm a freelancer by trade. Uh, the bill in the Super Chat says, I feel Edge hasn't missed a step, and MVP was rusty. I don't think necessarily MVP was rusty. I just think MVP... We're just getting back into the flow, right? I do think now I've heard about it. I can see that maybe Ray knocked himself a bit silly, which caused a slight a slight issue. I can see that. Uh, I think we just need some kind of direction for MVP. But put him in a program with a nah, wrong, wrong kind of person. But an Alistair Black, like somebody on their way up and let them be MVP. I think that could do them the world of good. Uh, amazingly as well, talking about news bits that came out over the last 24 hours. Apparently Alistair Black at one point was in line to win the Royal Rumble and go against Brock Lesnar. They, ch they chose Drew instead, which I think is the right move. I think there's more you can do with Alistair Black down the card to kind of cement his uh, cement his role. But yeah, fascinating, right? Alistair Black, so hopefully on the on the um, 
going being pushed in the right direction, which is good. I like him. My man Sean Gearhorn Super Chat says, is Drew beating the OC like a way to write them off TV while AJ is injured? Yes, maybe. They may have done that. It may be that it may just be a a, a win-win situation. Obviously, AJ separated his shoulder at the Royal Rumble, so unfortunately, he's not going to be able to compete. They're hoping to get back for Mania, but obviously, that's a while away. And yeah, maybe you had all the plans you had tied in for them as a threesome, so you thought, well, Drew McIntyre can beat them. That's a good win for Drew McIntyre. We go from there. Potentially, it's all, uh, you know, it's all, um, it's still difficult because they are, you know, you do need more tag teams on Raw, and eventually those tag belts will be off Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. So, you know, it's, I don't know, we'll see. I mean, people forget quite quickly with that. And I do think it helped Drew McIntyre, which is the goal right now. That's the number one priority in the company, as far as I'm concerned. Turn Drew McIntyre into, you know, pick whoever you want. Roman Reigns, John Cena, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, uh, The Rock. <laughs> to the person in the chat that says, you are very greedy, always asking for money. I'm not greedy, my friend. I'm transparent. I try and be honest. I'm not going to pull the wool over your eyes. If I don't have a Patreon or Super Chats, I won't, can't do this anymore. You don't have to give me any money, dude. You're here watching it for free right now, and that's absolutely cool. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your eyeballs, your viewership. Uh, but if I don't promote it and advertise it, people don't know about it. Simple as that. You think I'm a dick? You're allowed to, but that's certainly not the case. My man, Press Giuseppe in the Super Chat says, why are we not talking about Santino coming back? Because I don't want to. <laughs> I said this on ups and downs, and I said this yesterday. There is nothing I can say that isn't going to set everybody off. And I, in even more so than usual, in 2020, I'm a positive chap. It's like on Twitter right now. Any kind of negative stuff, I just block people. Don't need it in my life. Don't need it. I want to surround myself with positivity. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel happy. So um, some, some people didn't like this Santina thing for many reasons. And that's all right. You don't have to. I have no opinion on it, so I'm like, just not going to talk about it. Nice and easy, you see? Nice and easy. Uh, just tired of the super chat. Knows what I'm going to move to next, like as a sixth sense. What title will Charlotte challenge for? Well, I think the bigger question is, is what the hell is Charlotte's deal? <laughs> I know that The last two episodes of Ups and Downs, we've done the Heel or Face game show, both of which featured Charlotte Flair. I was going to do it again today, but I can't do three in a row. That's nonsense. But I don't understand whether she's a heel or face. And I don't think you have to have defined roles in 2020. But she's so back and forth. I don't know what I'm meant to think. Like she, 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 she comes, she comes out, and she's a heel because we get told, oh, Charlotte's told us she's going to announce who she's going after after winning the Rumble, and instead she just says, oh no, I'm only going to challenge for a championship. I haven't decided yet. And then she laughs like a bully. She goes, <laughs> puts her hands on her hips like a villain from a Star Wars film. But then Oscar and Kylie Sane come out, who are villains, like their heels. That's been well established. Have a really good match. I enjoyed Charlotte versus Oscar. I did. And then there's a DQ finish when Kylie Sane attacks. She beats down Charlotte Flair, and Charlotte Flair chases them away like she's a hero. Like that, I don't understand what to make of any of that. I don't know. What, it's so weird. It was such a weird segment overall. Like I don't. I. Oof, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I couldn't tell you. Maybe they just don't know in what direction they want to head right now. So they're kind of treading water. Because I guess if she faces Becky Lynch, they need her to be a heel. But if she faces Bailey, they need her to be a face. Yes, that would be correct. So maybe that's the issue. They haven't actually made up their minds. You need to make up your minds, WWE. Charlotte is getting like big show levels here. I can never figure it out. And again, the match was good. I liked the match. Some people didn't think so. I did. I know they're mad about Oscar losing, but she didn't lose a DQ. Oscar was great too. When she came out with her promo, she does come across like a video game baddie. And I mean that as a compliment. Uh, I think ultimately that she should go after Bailey. I think that's more interesting. 
I don't think... I think the general consensus is that people don't want to see Becky Lynch versus Charlotte again. So, yeah, don't do it. You know, the WWE has been really good in listening to the fans recently. So I think we need to keep that up. But, yes, very, 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 very strange segment all in all. <laughs> really, really was. Uh, Dan Lemley, the Super Chat said, self-promoting isn't greedy. Thank you very much, my friend. It's nice to, it's nice to, uh, yeah, that's what it is. I'm just self-promoting myself and you can take it. You can ignore it. It's certainly never going to be uh, mandatory, but I appreciate you saying that. My man, Jacob Donnelly, <coughs> excuse me, in the Super Chat. That ending brought me back to 2004 when Randy Orton was the most hated guy in the company. I absolutely loved it. I think that's why it was so good. Not necessarily that... Yeah, everyone goes, oh, it's like an Attitude Era storyline. I don't really like that. It wasn't an Attitude Era storyline. It was just a story. It was a good wrestling storyline that allowed you to buy in because you were all behind Edge. We had the emotion giving his return. We wanted to see RK, rated RKO because that would be a cool little tag team to return. And yet WWE didn't give it to us. And Randy Orton took it away from us. And you're right, you know, Randy Orton being the, the cerebral, disgusting, vile heel is his best one. I know he's been a bad guy recently, kind of only just turned, but not with the sadistic side. And now the sadistic side is back, and I think that I think it does wonders for him. I really do. So yeah, Jacob, I completely agree with you. And I can't wait to hear his justification, his explanation, uh, you know, the way he'll hold himself now. It will rock. Bizarre that we've moved away from the AJ Styles program. But look, AJ Styles got injured, which is a shame, and all best wishes to him. Uh, and Edge versus Randy Orton is more interesting. It was all, whoever Edge teamed with or feud with was going to be more interesting. He's like, oh my gosh, Edge is back. But yeah, it's just more interesting. It just is. Captain String Cheese in the Super Chat, which is an incredible name. Hey, Simon, nice to catch you live. Nice to have you here. I work overnight, so I'm asleep when you live stream. Anyway, I don't get the hate for Santana. Santina. It was fun. Look, I would agree with you. I thought it was fun. And he got his comeuppance, right? Beth Phoenix screwed him over and uh, not screwed him over sort of punched him in the face for trying to screw the raw rumble over and out he went i i think i get the hate when people say oh but sasha banks should have been in that spot yes but sasha banks was injured so what do you do you can't you can't wwe can't help that they can't help that and apparently they had lots of people backstage just in case they needed to do some switches ins and outs i understand that we want to hate wwe all the time but it's ridiculous to do so uh, but I, I thought it was fun. It was silly. It lasted, what, eight seconds. Santino Moreno, I think, is a very good performer. If he had won or thrown anybody out, I completely disagree. But he didn't. He was a joke. Uh, Bryson Grout in the Super Chat says, Opinion on the new Mojo Rawley push. Very excited about it. Um, I was worried when R-Truth won the title back. I was like, we can't just go back to the status quo. That's dull these days. And I love R-Truth. He's one of my favorites. But things change. You know, law of diminishing returns, as we talk about all the time. We've got to move forward. But thankfully, it actually worked out quite well because Mojo Rawley used Riddick Moss, you know, his new offensive lineman or whatever we're going to call him, to stop R-Truth leaving and he got the belt back. And that's the key. And he's confident and he's arrogant and he whooped no way Jose's ass, which everyone seems to do. But finally, we're giving him something to do. I struggle to buy into it 100% because I still miss Blue Goop Mirror Mojo Rawley, and I never got told what was happening there. So I need a good few weeks of him being on TV. But yes, I like it. I like Mojo. I think he has something. What that something is, I don't know. But he's never been put in a position to actually show it. Let this be it. But yes, two thumbs up from me. Messi in the Super Chat says, Love you, Simon. I watch every stream while working. That's very kind, Messi. I obviously love you as well. And I love to hear it when people say they're working while I'm streaming. That's the idea. I'm here to try and entertain, if I so can, and distract you from work or distract you from whatever's going on in your life. And we can just chat resting for an hour or so. So you're very, very welcome. Thank you for joining me. My man, Alex Falkenstein, the Super Chat says, Charlotte's deal is to be the heel, but who knows? 
dude, I'm with you, man. She comes across as a heel, but then the situations and the environment she finds herself in are very much a good guy environment. And again, I don't want this to come across like I think we need heels or faces in 2020. I don't. Shades of grey are absolutely fine, but it's on two on the nose either way. I, I was genuinely confused watching that on Raw. I sat there like this. Baffled. Genuinely baffled. It was... It, it was confusing. And because I like Oscar and I like Kyrie Sane, I kind of rooted for them. And they're coming across like proper villains. They're like, yeah, beat them up. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. We also need to get those tag team belts defended double quick time. Same with Becky talking about the, the, the other women's stuff on the show. I like the Becky Lynch promo. I like she was a bit more, you know, lol, haha, funny, funny. But she can't be directionless. Like, talking about old stuff that worked. Stone Cold Steve Austin was never directionless. Stone Cold Steve Austin had feud, 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 and they all integrated into one another. And I think we need to do that with Becky Lynch. Too many times she just feels like she's floating. So I hope she gets a program soon. I don't mind those promos. I like that. Let me retract that. I like those promos. But they will run out of steam quick. They, you need structure and you need foundations. But, you know. Sean Gilhorn Super Chat says Charlotte versus Ripley. A lot of people saying this. Unfortunately, it sounds a little bit... Like Vince McMahon has just gone, man, I don't care about NXT anymore simply because AEW is doing so well. And I think the only way you'd get Charlotte versus Ripley is if he wanted to have a trump card for trying to get those ratings back. I think she's going to go after Bailey. I'll say it now if we want to do predictions. I think it's going to be Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania unless Ronda Rousey is coming back. And I think it'll be Charlotte versus Bailey at WrestleMania or maybe Sasha Banks if they change that title. In fact, I think they will change that title. Maybe Sasha Banks versus Charlotte because I think they view Sasha Banks higher than they do Bailey. So would consider that match more of an important thing. They are my predictions. Can change on a whim. Uh, Nyan Krunix, the Super Chat says, I want to see Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, but Ripley retaining her title. Excuse me. Oh, man. Excuse me, but Ripley retaining her title at WrestleMania, hashtag fantasy booking. Nyan, I love your confidence and I love what you want. I don't think you're going to get it. I especially don't think Rhea Ripley will beat Charlotte Flair. Look, WWE is high on Charlotte Flair. That seems to be what upsets some people, but I think it's best just to accept it. It's okay. It's okay that that's one of their guys. Roman Reigns was one of their guys, but look where we got to in the end, right? He found his place. He, he wasn't over pushed as much as he was. And don't forget, Becky is still the champ. I think the problem is, I think we have a Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns situation. People want Oscar to get a better push. And I don't think that's going to happen. So that's where the upsetness comes from. And I'm with you. I think Oscar is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. Hey, uh, retract that. I think she's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Doesn't matter, man, woman, boy, child, whatever. She's amazing. And yes, she should be getting more. But there's lots of people on the roster you could say that for. Dolph Ziggler back in the day, right? Should have got more, but he didn't. Uh, Food Matrix. Food Matrix, you need to email me. You were one of the winners of the Royal Rumble sweepstakes. So send me an email. Maybe you have already and I haven't seen it. Uh, but you won. So two thumbs up to you. Thank you for the super chat. Since Becky won, who takes the belt off her? Well, no. I mean, it, it, well, twofold. If we do Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, Becky Lynch will win. However, if Ronda Rousey comes back, I think Ronda Rousey would take that championship. It wouldn't main event. You don't have to send the crowd home happy. Would piss people off. Great way to reintroduce Ronda. I don't know if Ronda is coming back. I'm completely speculating here. But then I think Becky Lynch is the belt to Ronda. Otherwise, long term, I think if Ronda Rousey doesn't come back, a returning Nia Jax will take the belt off Becky Lynch to establish her as a proper heel. And let's face it, that would wind people up, right? I know you don't want to hear it, but we still got to do that feud. Much like we went back to the Oscar feud, we got to go back to that one. So... 
keep that in your head. Uh, Solisto in the Super Chat said, would have been better if Beth eliminated Santina. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know why he just eliminated himself. That was a bit weird. He should have just... But, but he does have a bad neck, Santina Morella. I don't know the situation with it, so maybe he can't. Maybe he can't have someone throw him because he can't take that kind of bump. Whereas if he takes himself out. But no, I take your point. From a story point of view, that would have been better. Uh, Tom Talk Travis in Super Chat says, Writing my book with you in the background. Love all you do. Keep up the great work. Here to 100,000 very soon. Man, you're writing a book, dude. That's cool. Let me know what you're writing. I like that. Um, and thank you very much, too. That's very, very kind. It's always good to have you, Tom. You are a loyal supporter. And yeah, talking about up to 100,000. Yeah, we're almost there. 98.2, my subscriber count says. So we are, what, 1,800 away. So if you haven't subscribed to my channel, just hit the subscribe button, I beg you. Uh, why I want to get to 100,000 so much, I don't know, but I do. Because obviously, as I always say this, as soon as we get to 100, I want 150. We're human beings, that's what we do. But no, Tom, thank you. You are a, a constant supporter, and I do appreciate it. Uh, Almighty Hulk fan 3 in Super Chat says, Huge fan, love your stuff. You always put a smile on my face. That's what I like to hear. That's my aim. I'm like Vince McMahon. I put smiles on people's face. At least I try. Then I worry about it because I'm very, very, I'm my own biggest critic. So I like to hear that. Just curious how you would book Edge and Orton after that Orton segment to end the show. Keep it simple. I wouldn't have Edge on TV till late February, early March. I'd have Randy Orton run down. You know, don't come back into my company. Throw me out the Royal Rumble. I was going to main event WrestleMania. You took it away from me. You helped me back in the day, but where have you been ever since? So on and so forth. And then Edge comes back, get into a bit of a brawl. Story's already told. We know the story. It's all there. Have a match at Mania. Edge wins. Then Edge goes on to another feud with AJ Styles or Seth Rollins or Buddy Murphy or Kevin Owens or Samoa Joe. Somebody else we've never seen him face. Get those fantasy matches done. That's how I would do it. I would keep it really, really simple. I look back to, I know it was different because we were, uh, what's the word? We were handcuffed slightly. But the Bret Hart, Vince McMahon stuff had a story and WWE felt the need to add story. I don't need more story. Now I need nuance and subtlety. And that's, I think, the same thing with, uh, with Edge. I think they'll do it too. I think they'll do it. I think there's a positive vibe about WWE at the moment. Again, not all perfect. Example, Lana versus Liv Morgan. All that build for a two-minute match. The Eric Rowan stuff, three months, three months of that stupid cage. I'm done with it. I am. But they're, they're little things. You know, the grand scheme of things, there's a, they're, they're, there's a lot of good stuff going on. My man Brandon Carvalho in the Super Chat, what would you do with the IC title? Feature it? <laughs> Just an idea. I mean, look, he's going to lose it to Braun. Braun is going to become the IC champion. Then you'll do the rematch. Shinsuke will lose. Then I imagine you do Braun versus... Cesaro and Braun versus Sami Zayn and they'll probably throw that title around a little bit and then I really don't know I don't understand the US championship we'll talk about that because that was obviously featured on Raw is in a far better space than the IC title I find now the reason Andrade got Hammerlock DDT'd onto the concrete last night well it's twofold actually a really good idea that's the coolest I've seen Umberto Creo look I was like oh wow you got some moxie to you but actually the reason they did it is because Andrade's off TV for a month because he got popped for the wellness violation which is strange no wild wellness violation in like three four years and now it was Robert Rude Epico or Primo I think it was Primo and now Andrade so that's odd but that's why they did it I didn't write the only problem I have with that match is I hate rematches after pay-per-views. Like, oh, we put it on the pre-show, but now we're going to give it to you for real. Just don't put it on the pay-per-view. Advertise it for Raw. Put anything else on the show. Anything. You could have had a Mojo Rawley dumb 24-7 title thing. Um, but yeah, the, 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 we just need the IC title to be in a proper feud. And it's not. 
Like Shinsuke Nakamura. I know the Braun Strowman stuff has kind of been happening, but then the Royal Rumble got in the way. Hopefully on SmackDown, we'll double down on that, but I would like it. Uh, my man Sean in Super Chat says, playing off the whoever the Fiend beats goes back to an old persona. If they have Roman go after him, <laughs> he'll go back to when everyone boos him. <laughs> I don't know if WWE wants that, but you're right, that would happen. Look, I think it's a lock that you're getting Roman Reigns versus the Fiend at WrestleMania 36. I don't know who else the Fiend would fight. There's not that many other options on the SmackDown roster. Uh, they want to put Roman Reigns in a big match. I imagine they want Roman Reigns to be the Universal Champion. It's as simple as that. And if they can kind of play off it and turn Roman into an old version of himself, which justifies the crowd, maybe it would be work. Kind of playing with the whole fourth wall thing there. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't really know. I don't really know what they'll do with that, but it's... I don't mind it. Again, I don't mind it because if that's the narrative they want to tell, just tell me a good story. I just don't think people want Roman to be champion again. But you'd have to be kind of deluded to think they're not going to do that at some point. Like, he didn't have one championship reign in 2019, world championship reign. They're always going to go back to that. I mean, Vince McMahon starts the XFL in a couple of weeks. He's not going to He's not going to give up on Roman Reigns. It could be okay. And I'd much rather they pull the trigger this time than what they did last time. And will they, will they, will they, won't they? No, he has, no, he hasn't. That's what I don't like. I like authority. And I like seeing it all through. So, yeah, if you don't want it, you're going to get it. That's what I would say. So the best thing to do is try to justify it in your, in, in your head now. My um, man Tom Talks Rubbish says, the book he's writing, it's a crime drama about a wheelchair-bound private eye. I like it. Diagnosis murder vibes. Well, all the best with it, my friend. Smash it. I hope my voice can help you write. Uh, Jacob Domley says, what is going on with Eric Rowan Lowell? I tell you what's going on, Jacob. I tell you. They have absolutely no idea what is meant to be in that flipping cage. They have no idea. I'm just guessing, right? I don't know this for sure. It's my gut. And now they've got to the point where they realize they have to have something that's amazing because they've been building up for three months. Nobody's had a good idea that's worth it. So they're just going to keep doing the same thing until they figure it out. That's what it is. And I don't know what the answer is. What can be in there? What's the worst thing you can think of? It's still not enough. It's still not enough unless Goldberg's in there. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Someone, I don't know what they can do. I don't know what they can do. And I think they back themselves into a corner and they need to eat. They just need to pull the trigger on it soon and get it done. Because I don't think they're going to come up with anything that's worthy of the build they've given it. They just can't. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. My man, Jakey Boy Smith, in Super Chat says, Dude, off-topic fitness question. Oh, man, you, you, no, I'm joking. Sorry, but big fan of you and Matt does fitness. Just wanted to ask, the past four months, three to four days a week, push, pull, and legs, and still look the same and not gaining, I'm doing, I'm doing the eating part to help. Uh, so three, four days a week, push, pull, and legs, and still look the same. Uh, are you doing two workouts a week? So are you going push, pull, legs, break, Push, pull, legs. Push, pull, legs, break. Push, pull, legs. That's what I would. If you're not doing that, you've got to start training everything twice a week. So do push, pull, legs off. Push, pull, legs off. Do that. And if you start training everything twice a week, then you should start seeing some gains. You've mentioned the eating part. Nutrition, obviously, is as important, if not more important, than lifting weights. So really, if you're not seeing, if you're not seeing gains, you've got to up your calories. Start by upping your protein. That doesn't work up your carbs. That doesn't work up your fats. You just got to find that point where you start being in a calorific, well, a non-calorific deficit, and then you will start putting on putting on weight. Just be smart. Take your time. Be slow. But I think the best thing you should do is start with the gym. Try try working out body parts twice a week. Make sure you've recovered, obviously, but it will massively help. Because again, as I said before, if you're only training legs once a week, that's 52 times a year. If you're training it twice a week, it's 104 times a year. So you just doubled your, you know, you, you doubled your intensity. So um, 
Yeah, do that. Keep an eye out for more of my fitness videos here on my channel. My man T-Dog, Anthony in Super Chat says, if Roman does become champion at Mania and it's received poorly, do you think they turn him heel? I think there's a bigger chance now than there was back in the day. Again, WWE seems much more affable to listening to the fans and switching things around. Hence why, you know, we're getting all these things that we are getting. I, th I still think it's a stretch. I still don't think it's a lock. But I think if the right idea was now presented, there may be a idea that someone, yeah, the concept that someone comes up with where it may just take Vince McMahon's fancy. It all depends on what else he's doing too. Because don't forget, we're, we're looking at it from a TV audience. The house show audience loves Roman Reigns. They go nuts when he comes out. They cheer him like the biggest baby face in the company. He sells loads of merchandise. John Cena situation. So you can't just look at it from what you're seeing on, on main roster stuff. But if it did get really vitriolic and he was coming out and he just got the same kind of thing we did back in like 17, 18, yes, potentially I think they could do it. Do I think they will? No. But I do think we're in a better position again because they just seem to be being a lot smarter. Like Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins wasn't meant to turn heel, but they had to do it. So I, I think they may potentially do it with Roman Reigns. Yes. What, what else happened on Raw? I feel like I'm forgetting something. I will go through my notes. From ups and downs. Well, the commentator situation is weird to begin with. Byron Sackton and Tom Phillips are now just back on. Don't know why I'm to Vic Joseph. I hope he's all right. I don't mind it. I like Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton a lot. So I thought that was that was fine. It was just a little bit surprising with no explanation whatsoever. I hope he hasn't gone missing. That's that's the main thing. Talk about Becky Lynch. Talk about Charlotte. Talk about Andrade. Um, yeah, a lot of Charlotte stuff I talked about. Talk about Mojo, who I am excited about. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That was Raw. Good episode of Raw. Like I said, like everything. No, was I happy when it was ended? Yes. Um, a man, Sean in Super Chat says, "I get that the easy feud with Orton is there with their history, but are you surprised that Edge came back to Raw and not SmackDown purely for ratings?" No, because SmackDown I think has proven that it takes care of itself. I don't think I think the first time Edge was on SmackDown, he would do well. But eventually, he will just become not another guy. They'll keep him as a star. But yeah, I think that WWE knows that SmackDown is going to pull that 2.5 every week, no matter what they do. So they can be a bit more lackadaisical with it. I think he will go to SmackDown eventually. Yeah, but at the moment, they're just doing Raw because it makes the most sense. They want to do the Randy Orton feud. So no, I'm not surprised. And it will help Raw too. Again, I think Raw probably needs more of a boost than SmackDown just because Raw numbers are all over the place, whereas SmackDown is nice and steady. But... I don't know. I don't know what their thinking is. Maybe deep down, Vince McMahon still loves Raw more than SmackDown, even though SmackDown's on the bigger network. Well, you all said the A show would become SmackDown. Maybe not. Maybe Raw's still the A show. Edge comes back. It's going on Monday nights, baby. 20 years in the making. Brandon Carvalho in Super Chat says, yeah, do you think Seth will have another face run again? Oh, yeah. He's early 30s. He'll be fine. We'll get past this. We'll all forget. They'll come up with an idea. He'll be back to being a face, and it will be great. You know, he did have a good face run for a while. So, yeah, you don't got to worry about that. My man T-Dog said, Byron is such an underrated commentator. I have always liked Byron Saxton. Come in for a lot of hate on the internet when I said that before, but I don't care. I think he brings a niceness to proceedings. And there's nothing wrong with nice. Uh, I, I thought they were fine. I thought they were okay. Tom Phillips, Jerry Lawler, and Byron Saxton, I thought did an okay job. Nothing wrong with that. That's fine. It's a work in progress. But I certainly wasn't mad about it, to say the least. And the other story we should talk about is the Matt Riddle, Brock Lesnar stuff. Crack me up. Proper information has come out there now. And it sounds like Brock Lesnar approached Matt Riddle and said, dude, you may as well stop tagging me in social media stuff because you and I are never going to have a match ever. There's other reports out there that Matt Riddle has wound a lot of people up in WWE. Hence why he was only in the Rumble for 45 seconds. In wrestling terminology, he's got heat, brother. And now he's going to pay for it. 
is it crazy? Yes, because Matt Riddle is obviously a superstar, but that's the wrestling landscape. It's not really about what you look like or how you work. You've got to be able to do these things, but you also has to navigate shark-infested waters. It doesn't sound like he's very good at doing that. I don't, and also people are now saying, oh, but this just builds to the Brock Lesnar match. If Brock Lesnar is one thing, and I don't know him, but from what I can get from the ether, I would say stubborn <laughs> is a high word. So I don't think we're going to get that match. And I worry about what will happen to Matt Riddle if he ever gets put on Raw and SmackDown. But yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. Brock Lesnar. And then apparently Matt Riddle was trying to talk to him. And Brock was like, I ain't talking to you, boy. And he walked off. Obviously, Matt Riddle was completely nonplussed by this because he's Matt Riddle, the most relaxed man ever. But yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things, I tell you. Wrestling, eh? High school. Tom Talks Roberts in the Super Chat says, five feuds for Edge before he retires again. Well, um, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe. They're my five. I don't really need to see a Roman Reigns-Edge feud. That doesn't excite me. I'm more excited about feuds with those two those guys. I do think we'll get Edge-Roman Reigns because I think it makes more sense from a mass marketing point of view. But they'd be the five guys I wanted to see. They'd be the ones that uh, that, that make me happy. Uh, in the chat, Byron is underrated. I hope Tom Phillips stays the commentator for Raw. I feel he was unfairly dropped for Vic Joseph. I think both of those guys had a hard ride. They're both really good. They're just something seems to have happened there. But no, I do like Tom Phillips. But I hope Vic Joseph lands on his feet as well. I liked him. I, I liked him a lot. Uh, if the reports that WWE has something big planned for Cena at Mania, what do you think that is? Or what do you hope it is? I, 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 I wouldn't even know where to begin. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you want to take a match again, maybe? Does anybody want to see that? I don't think so. Uh, right, so new stuff that we haven't run through yet. Uh, according to the Wrestling Observer, WWE is planning for Becky Lynch to take on Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania 36. Um, and Flair versus the current SmackDown Women's Champion isn't planned for WrestleMania. So I think Sasha Banks is going to take that role. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Uh, I'll take Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch, though. I think it's a really good match. I I I'd be well up for that. Other than that, we've talked about Andrade. We talked about Samoa Joe being injured. We're not going to talk about Braun Strowman discussing his gun collection. I have no interest in that whatsoever. I think that is all the news as far as I can see. I will say on Raw, because we haven't mentioned this yet, uh, I don't really usually like the Street Profits segments, mostly because I don't understand why they're not having matches. They're a really good tag team. WWE needs to build their tag team division. But when they were doing it this week and Kelly Kelly arrived and Montez Ford just went, holla, holla, genuinely laughed. It's absolutely hilarious. It was so well done. Just his delivery of that was fantastic. So yeah, if you're going to do more of that, that, that will be fine. Uh, Messi in the Super Chat says, Xavier Wood wants New Day versus Edge and Christian bad. Of course he does. I mean, look, if Christian's able to come back, I absolutely want to see that. That changes the deal entirely. I want to see that. I want to see them versus the Usos. I want to see them versus the Revival, even though I think the Revival will leave in a few months when their contracts are up. Yeah, the Revival versus New Day. Revival versus... The OC would be, Edge and Christian versus the OC. All of that good, because again, it's nostalgia mixing with the future or the present. And that always blows my mind because you're like, how is this even happening? What a crazy world we're actually living in where that's something we can even discuss. It's only in wrestling it can happen, like boxing. Oh, who would win? Tyson or Ali? Well, you're never going to find out. So there's nothing to do. But in wrestling world, because again, how it works... You're able to do it. I'm just checking for more news. Ever since that, again, I always say this, but ever since that massive thing broke. Oh, yeah, Killer Cross apparently is going to sign with WWE. Should be good. Uh, it will be interesting uh, what goes down. We've mentioned AEW and Edge and how that's been going on. 
other than that, yeah, that's that that's wrestling at the moment. I thought it was a good raw. I really, I thought, I I was very happy by the end of it. it you know, it was. There was a lot to love, a lot to be confused about. But again, it's a three-hour show. I don't know how you make 180 minutes of television without there being some, without there being some bumps in the road. I'm intrigued to see what we do on SmackDown as well because when you look at the Raw Rumble, all the fallout was from Raw. Drew McIntyre was the winner, Edge coming back, and they've all gone to Monday nights. Even you know, even Bailey and Lacey Evans doesn't really have that much to it. Uh, Daniel Bryan's feud with the Fiend, I assume, is now done. I would guess that on Saturday, Friday, I should say. We, we start going to town on The Fiend versus Roman Reigns. I don't think they'll hold back. I know we've got a pay-per-view in a few weeks. Actually, the Super Showdown pay-per-view is actually rumored to have Kane versus the Bray Wyatt. Maybe we do hold off Roman for a little bit. And then we move in, and then we move in that direction. But I think they will do that. Uh, <laughs> Prescott says, how, in the Super Chat, how do you think Mikel Arteta is doing as boss of Arsenal? Amazing. In a wrestling podcast. I respect that. I think he's doing really well. I'll keep this one short. I think the best thing about Mikel Arteta as boss is that here we are a few weeks on and no one's talking about whether he should be manager and they're talking about his managerial style because the way he's held himself has been so managerial that everyone has just accepted it. I'm very excited about the future. It's going to take some time, but I'm very excited uh, about the future. Um... In terms of my wrestling updates, I don't have a match now to a week on Saturday. I'm taking a couple of weeks off for various reasons. But on Saturday, the 8th of February, I think it is, I'm doing a double. So if you are around the Ivor Village Hall area on Saturday the 8th, make sure you come down to that where I will fight for NFW. And then later on that evening, make sure you get to Wood Green near London where I'm fighting for Hustle, making my double for Hustle, which I'm very, very excited about. So yeah, that, that's my next wrestling stuff. And then on that Sunday, the next day, I will rest. <laughs> Again, I won't get into the nitty gritty, but that's cool. Fought for the EWE on Sunday in their Battle Royal. Uh, I'll let you in on a little secret, even though sometimes people get mad at me. Another reason why I respect WWE so much. Raw Rumbles are really hard to do because you've got a bunch of guys in there running wild. You've got to make sure you get out of the way when people do their spots. And sometimes, ah, it's carnage. It's absolute carnage. It's a lot of fun, but it's carnage. So the way that WWE is able to sculpt theirs together with rarely any hiccups. You go through the years, there have been some botches, but not a lot massively respect how they do that and again the one we had on sunday i would argue is up there with one of the best i need to sit down and go through this i would say i don't know if i believe this or not i'd have to sit down and check it but i definitely think it's one of the best of the last 10 years uh the other ones that come to mind are 1992 2001 i need a list i need a list it's so hard to it's so hard to remember but it was so, it was the stories, right? It was kind of divided into two sections. Section one was the Brock Lesnar show, and section two was the Drew McIntyre show. Obviously, the Women's Rumble is still in its infancy, but I think that's come on leaps and bounds since the first one. And don't forget, winning the Royal Rumble doesn't mean anything. Shinsuke Nakamura and Oscar won in 2018, and we didn't like what happened to those guys. So we still do need to take it with a pinch of salt and tread lightly. But in terms of the 28th of January, heading in the right direction. Definitely, definitely, definitely heading in the right direction. And again, I think they deserve praise. Everyone's so quick to, to badmouth them, but they deserve to have praise. And th this, is, this is not a, a fair comparison, but it just hasn't happened in a while. The last few days, I haven't heard that many people talking about AEW. Not because AEW sucks all of a sudden, but because people are excited about WWE. And hopefully on Thursday, everybody will be talking about AEW again because people are excited. That's the best world for a fan to live in. Exciting chat about all the wrestling promotions because they're all doing their own thing. And they're all doing it really, really well. And I think 2020, especially for WWE and Raw, SmackDown lesser so, but I still think they're finding their feet, has been a much better ride than, say, a year or so ago. 
I genuinely believe that, and I will stand. Uh, I will stand by it. Uh, in the chat, did you do the voiceover on the ad for WWE 2K on Sky Sports? Uh, it was me, yes. I was very lucky to get that gig. It was for a production studio that is run by a couple of friends of mine. They got the job, and they needed somebody who sounded a bit like a wrestler. They thought of me. So I was the guy that did, what was the thing? It was uh, WWE 2K20. Uh, sponsors Sky. I can't remember. I can't remember what the hell it was. But yeah, that's me. That's my job. Again, look, talking about all the stuff we were talking about earlier when that asshole made his little comment. That was a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, I'm a freelancer by trade, and my my job is host, voiceover guy, wrestler. That does count now. Uh, multimedia dude. You know, that's what I want. And people offer me work, and I go and do it. Uh, which is why when I do my own personal stuff, I need to find a way to fund it. So if a job does come in, I can turn it down because I go on, oh, I want to do my podcast. Or I want to do a fitness video or, or whatever, right? That's just that's just my life. And I love it. And I'm very, very, uh, I'm very, very happy. Uh, I think that's it. I think there's much else to talk about. There's no point, uh, you know, uh, uh, flogging a dead horse. I love the Raw Rumble, really did. Thinking about watching it again later, the Rumble match, which kind of sums it up. The whole Edge thing obviously has, has stole the week. The Edge Randy Orton angle was the best one I've seen in years. Can't wait to see that match at WrestleMania. I think WrestleMania is shaping up very good. That's a great way. Everyone was worried about WrestleMania. We've got two months to go, just over. Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar, I'm in for. If we do do The Fiend versus Bray Wyatt, uh, The Fiend versus Bray Wyatt, The Fiend versus Roman Reigns, I'm all right with that. Uh, let's say it's Becky Lynch versus Shayna, cool. Charlotte versus Sasha Banks, Maley, cool. You know, I think these are Edge versus Randy Orton, cool. These are good matches. The, these are well thought out paced, very diverse bouts. And that's what I want from WrestleMania. Just don't make it seven hours. That's the other cool thing about the Rumble. I think the Rumble clocked out four and a half. If Mania clocks out four and a half and we keep it focused and we keep it yeah, to the point, I think we'll have an amazing three-month run to start Q1 off in WWE. And I'm excited about that. Geeked Out Nation, the Super Chat, also wants it. What if Charlotte challenges Ray? Um, rumors say she's not facing Becky or Bailey. How would people feel about it? Could make NXT feel more important. Again, it all depends on how Vince McMahon sees these Wednesday Night Wars. If he's checked out because he thinks that All Elite Wrestling aren't going anywhere, then no. If he still thinks he can win a few viewers back to, to push their audience down, then yes. I'm not against it. And I think it's more interesting. I think it adds an extra layer of depth to the rumble. And I also think it justifies not going crazy when someone wins the rumble and wait to see what direction WWE goes in. Again, I didn't think Drew McIntyre would win. I didn't think they'd pull the trigger on him and they did. So anything is possible. I didn't think MVP was going to... Even a week ago, I didn't think MVP versus Rey Mysterio was going to be on Raw, but it was. I mean, not the highlight of the show. It kind of fell apart a little bit, but it doesn't matter. We're in a stage... We're in that road to WrestleMania where you never know what direction you're going to go in. So... Uh, yeah, we will. We'll wait and see. And I'm happy to wait and see. That's the whole point of being a fan. It's uh, you, you should feel excited about what's coming down the line. And, and they've done it. They have done it. And it all started on Sunday. And we'll, uh, and, and we'll see what's going down. Uh, other than that, I think that's that. I'll keep an eye on the chat in case anyone wants to, to, to mention anything. Make sure you head over to What Culture Wrestling and give them a subscribe and watch Ups and Downs live with me. I'll be in the chat and we'll go through Raw together. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, please do. I want to get to 100,000 because I'm an idiot. Like the video, share the video at Simon316 on Instagram and Twitter. I do have a Patreon as we've talked about, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Link in the description below. And massive thanks to everyone that's already done that and massive thanks to everybody in the super chat. Simon.big cartel.com for merchandise pinsandknuckles.com to check out more merchandise pinsandknucklesmerch.com for exclusive simon miller stuff i think that's it i think that's everything again ups and downs should be live imminently 
If not, we'll be back on Thursday. We'll do another one of these Thursday, 1 p.m. GMT. Once AEW's out the way, we'll see what they're getting up to. And keep an eye on the channel for just crazy stuff that will always be flying into your face. But I appreciate you giving me your time. Uh, entertainment, kind of the right word, dollars. Entertainment dollars are hard to spend, and you decided to spend the last hour with me. That means a lot. More importantly, the stream didn't die. And I was really upset about that yesterday, but now I can be happy because we've turned to Cora. Have a good Tuesday. Have a good week. Love you loads. Enjoy Raw. Enjoy the Rumble. Enjoy the Fallout. Look forward to everything that's coming next, and I'll see you soon. Yeah.